We are live. Today. Today's September 27th. Welcome back to the AMA. Um, probably noticed that it's just me today. Uh, Mitch is traveling. Uh, Neil is uh, MIA. Um, so we've got a little something special for this episode. Um, some people from the community are going to jump on and ask me questions live. Doing it live. So I'm going to get all these stream links out. And then uh, Nifty is going to be the first one asking questions. So we're going to do it in kind of a reverse order. So usually when we do these AMAs, I, uh, I start with some Leo updates and then we jump into questions after. But, um, you know, since we've got people jumping on live, we're going to start with the questions and then do some updates and maybe some crypto talk after. So a little bit of switch up from our normal AMA programming. Uh, I think Mitch will be back either next week or the week after. I'm not, not sure when he gets back into town. So you're stuck with me until then. I guess you're kind of stuck with me every time. And announcements are out. Nifty's going to join right now. Hey, what's up? Yo, how's it going, man? I'm good. How are you? This is the first time we yeah. talked face to face. Yeah, man. This is pretty cool. I like the uh, I like the new idea for uh, the live questions. It's gonna be yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be cool. Um, I think Mitch gets back either next week or the week after, so we can definitely do it this week. See how it goes, and then you know maybe it could be a regular thing too because I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I like that my uh, my background stuck from Cryptoholics. I guess I'm on vacation. <laughs> Still kind of the vibe. I like it. I like it. Yeah, plug the plug the Cryptoholics every uh, every Friday. Yeah, every Friday, ten thirty ish, we have a beer uh, on Cryptoholics, and we stream it on Twitter, which is odd. Uh, but you know, we got it figured out at this point. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, we got to start doing the AMAs on, because uh, you guys are using uh, Twitter, what is it called? Uh, I'm blanking on what it's called. Spaces. Spaces, right. <clears throat> yeah, so it's a little weird because we, we you know, of course we record the video, but then Spaces is audio only. So I have to do it from my phone, listening to my computer's audio. It's kind yeah. of the setup ever. Right. Uh, because it's not on desktop yet they don't they don't you know you can listen on desktop but you can't uh you know actually participate yeah yeah I, i've only done i did one with uh three speak um when they interviewed me on spaces and it was kind of confusing to get set up but it is cool yeah apparently there's some like rigs you can get to plug your phone into to make it like you know a better setup but i'm not messing with all that too much <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. Too lazy for that. Yeah. So what you got for me, question-wise? All right. So I guess the biggest question I have is, so we've got Threads. Threads yeah. is awesome. You know, it's it's working great. 
the feature sets getting fleshed out. So it's it's becoming like a thing that it, to me is is part of my day, you know, like all day. And yeah. I find myself forgetting about the rest of Hive. But uh, I guess I guess my question is from here, we we you know, full feature set fleshed out. How far are we from independent app or project blank? I guess would be the uh, yeah, yeah, um, that's a good question. It's you know, it's going to have a lot to do with how the platform progresses in terms of usability and the feature set because where we're at right now, like you know, when when threads launched, which uh, what was it, August 4th was when we launched, um, which is pretty crazy, it was only I mean, two months ago basically. Um, obviously like the platform was like pretty unusable. I mean, it was, it was usable. Like you could, you could make threads, but there were countless bugs. I'm sure, you know, and I mean, loading speed, I mean, up until last week, the loading speed was like horrendous. Um, so it took a lot longer. I, I I didn't expect it to take as long as it did, um, to actually get the performance that we've got now. I, I expected that we would have had this performance after maybe two or three weeks of threads, um, so, you know, it's, it's always hard for me to give, uh, it's always hard for me to give the students to the wins, but, uh, you know, I, I think, I think we're looking good for like some sort of app spinoff by the end of the year and what that looks like might not be what people expect. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be very dependent on how the features progress, how the platform progresses, how the users progress. Um, you know, I, I think we are lacking in users on threads, but actually since the last performance update, we've seen a lot more activity. I, I'm sure everyone's noticed that, you know, now there's pretty much a new thread every, every few minutes, whereas before it was kind of every, you know, 15, 20 minutes, you kind of had people jumping in and out. Um, and the user experience obviously wasn't very good. So it, it's very dependent on people using it, on us figuring out bugs, on us scaling everything. Um, you know, we, we just dropped this big update for scaling. Um, and a, a few people noticed that the, uh, the, the threads account that makes like the, the container posts made, like, I don't even know what it was, maybe a dozen posts within a few minutes or not a few minutes, but with five minutes apart for like a two hour period of time. Um, and, and we did some, we did basically some scaling tests to see, you know, right now we've got, I, I, don't, I haven't put any numbers to it, but maybe like a hundred people using threads, which is not a ton. Uh, Leo Finance has like 650 to 700 monthly active users. Um, and right now I'd say Threads is about 100 of that. So, you know, with, with 100 or even 150 monthly active users, you know, can we scale to 1,000 monthly active users? Can we scale to 10,000, 100,000? Because that the, the idea of spinning off the app and making a standalone microblogging app is that we would take basically a finalized form and put that out into the world and say, now we're ready for a hundred thousand people to join this platform on day one. Um, and that's not where threads is at right now. And it's obviously not where it was at when it launched. Um, this is really, you know, the open beta is like a understatement. It's a, uh, you know, this is, this is the key, the key moment to get everything kind of polished and ready for mainstream. So my, my long-winded answer is basically to say that, um, it'll be ready for the standalone app when I think that on day one, we could have 100,000 people join and things won't go down, things won't crash. Uh, there won't really be you know, bugs, uh, at least no like major bugs. Um, 
And, and that's all kind of dependent on us, you know, testing it, implementing new stuff. And hopefully the community and, and you know, Leo Finance and Hive broadly kind of see that we're doing a lot of rapid updates, trying to get to that, trying to get to that place. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think everything's going great. And I, I think it's definitely scalable. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited about it, as you can see. I, I'm on there yeah. all day, every day. So, you know, yeah, I'd say you're probably that was my big question. Yeah, I'd say you're probably the heaviest threads user I've seen. Um, and then obviously you've got the uh, the GM token on Wax. Yeah. Can you tell yeah. everyone a little bit about that? Because I, I know a little bit about it, but I, I if I'm being honest, I don't know a ton about how it works. I know that you can earn it if you have a Wax account connected to your Hive account, I think, and you use the GM friends hashtag. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like an experiment. I wanted to do like a, a cross blockchain kind of project and... Uh, you know, I was like a social token is probably the easiest thing to make happen, you know, in that regard. Um, so, yeah, if you put a Wax wallet in your Hive profile somewhere, we don't have this automated yet. I say we, we're, we're working on it. It's me and uh, one awesome dude uh, that's uh, just kind of volunteered to help. So uh once is all said and done you'll be able to use the uh, gm friends tag on threads exclusively and earn uh gm tokens over on the wax blockchain so it's a bit of a process right now the way i do it um apparently i'm not connected to discord hold on <laughs> oh yeah should have told you that whoops see. doing it live doing it live if i can get into discord there we go let me unmute. I, think I might have to unmute you yeah sorry about that guys uh try unmuting now okay there you go all right am i okay i guess i'm unmuted at this point can yeah, anybody hear me? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this whole thing, I've had an idea to do this for a long time. I just didn't know how I was going to make it happen or what it was really going to be. And I still don't. Uh, yeah. It's just something that I've wanted to do. And I decided threads is the way to do it because it's it's small, as you said, right now. And that's a good thing because, you know, GM friends is small too. And uh it's got a lot of a lot of work to go before it can scale very much. But yeah, use the tag on threads. You can earn 6.9 GM tokens once per day. Uh, and then we've got NFTs dropping tomorrow that are gonna mine the token passively. Um and I've got a staking contract set up for those NFTs. So that is tomorrow at like 420. I think EST, maybe CST. One of those. I love the numbers. Yeah. Love the numbers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been watching the uh, the experiment from uh, kind of from the sidelines. I mean, I use the tag, but I don't think my account is connected to any Wax blockchain stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I see more and more people using the the GM friends hashtag every day. So you love to see it. You love to see yeah. it. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy to watch it kind of take off. I didn't expect that at all. Uh, <laughs> so now I'm I'm here. I'm running with it, and uh, 
you know, got a lot of fun stuff planned for it. Uh, main thing is get a UI together for people to register, say their Wax account with their Hive username, like a simple little interface. That's uh, the next step. Right yeah. now, it's an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> that's how everything starts, you know? Yeah, definitely. Love it. Love it. Sweet. You got any other, other uh, questions or anything else you want to say till we get the um, other questions? No, uh, I think I think that's good. That was my burning question. And I think I got the answer I expected. Obviously, we got to scale some. We got to got to add a lot of features and, and get everything ready for 100,000 users. But I think at the end of the day, uh, threads is going to be what brings that next 10,000 to 100,000 users to Hive and Leo Finance, of course, but I mean, you just don't have an easier way to onboard people like at all. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the whole idea, just simplicity and, you know, the world has moved towards short form content, whether you look at Twitter or TikTok or Instagram, um, you know, there's still definitely an audience and there always will be for long form content. I personally prefer long form content, but um, you know, the audience for short form has always been bigger and it's only getting bigger with time. So, um, you know, being able to onboard people and just say, Hey, you can post a picture of your cat or you can, you know, just reply to other people's threads. That's kind of the, that's the next evolution of, of social media on hive in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Sweet. Well, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for the question. Um, yeah, man. Thanks for thanks having for me. Thanks for making uh, really the GM cool. token. I love it. Yeah. Trying to get some more users over here. And uh, people like to be rewarded for things, even if they're Absolutely. worth tokens, you know. Maybe they'll be <laughs> worth something long. one day, but. Uh, I bet they will. They'll be, 60, <laughs> they'll be 69 cents soon. At least 69 cents is what I'm hoping for, because you're burning <laughs> them. You know, you're burning them yeah. and not having a wax account registered. So keep awesome. that in mind. Love it. All right, man. Good talking Sweet. to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for jumping on. Yep. See ya. All right. That was nifty. That was my first time talking to him live on the Suniverse, Suniverse Air. Or as uh, Eric, a nomad soul, likes to call it, Leo TV. And I don't know who's next. He said someone who's next. Let's see. Um, maybe Tokenized Society is next. But yeah, we've got a bunch of people in Discord. Thanks for uh, jumping in, everybody. Let's see what we got. And uh, you can, just like with our normal AMAs, you can still uh, post your questions in Discord and um, on threads as well. So if you've got questions and you don't want to jump on, um, feel free to, to throw them in there. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Are you, uh, are you tokenized society? Yeah, that's me. Sweet. Awesome. Well, nice to meet you after all this time. Yeah, nice to meet you. How's it going? Yeah, fine, man. You know, a long time listener, first time caller. It's uh, what they say, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah thanks for jumping very on. Nice. Sure. What, sure, you, what sure. you got for me? Uh, okay, so uh, 
I want to talk about our uh, DeFi suite, let's call it, or umbrella, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so uh, we 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 have some some cool additions to to Cub and and Polycub. Uh, I just uh, I was wondering what's uh, what's next uh, because uh, I know there 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 are plans for expanding into other chains and and all that. Uh, so I was wondering if that's still the plan. Uh, uh, are we are we going to expand or or first there are still changes that are needed on the on the two chains that we are in right now. Just wanted to 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 hear from you uh, on that that subject. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think uh, a nomad soul saying, "Can you try unmuting in uh, in Discord?" Um, oh, there you go. I think I think got it. Um, but yeah, the, uh, you know, the DeFi stuff is interesting. So if you go back, I don't remember how long ago that was, maybe eight months ago, um, we were talking about expanding Cub to all these different blockchains, you know, basically kind of following what DeFi was doing in a broader sense, which was expanding to, you know, all these different EVM chains. All right, that was that was weird. Uh, for some reason, it kicked me out of the Zoom. Um, so, yeah, I think everyone's saying we're coming back online. Let me just make sure we're good. I think the live stream is still working on YouTube. Um, all right, sorry about that. Yeah, we're still good. Um, so I think uh, where I got cut off, um, the whole DeFi industry was expanding to basically all these different EVM chains, and and uh, you know you saw this this big um, kind of expansion of DeFi. Um, you know the whole explosion kind of started on um, obviously on Ethereum, but then you know when BSC came along, that's when things kind of kind of hit this acceleration point. Um, and then obviously we launched Cub and, and Cub happened to be kind of one of the first platforms um, of its kind. And then obviously there were a lot of clones of that, that set up afterwards. Um, you know, I think Goose DeFi was like the big pancake swap clone. And then we cloned after Goose DeFi and then a bunch of other people cloned after that. But for us, differently than other DeFi platforms like Goose and others, um, there was kind of this long-term idea that we could create, you know, basically this, this, DeFi stack where we could take Leo Finance and our Web3 community and we can expand it beyond, you know, simple, you know, social interactions on Hive. And the idea, the idea kind of driving that is, uh, you know, was basically this kind of way to, to drive in new users. 
um, in kind of a, an orthodox way. Um, but, but ultimately that's, that, that was the goal. And that still is the goal is to increase our monthly active users. Um, and along with that, you kind of have this, now this kind of financial incentive or financial part of this, you know, our whole web three ecosystem, which is, you know, expanding the opportunities and the knowledge of finance, you know, through Leo finance. Um, so, you know, Cub really, really kicked that off. Polycub was intended to kind of be our, um, you know, our first expansion, or we were calling them outposts on another blockchain, which was Polygon. And then we planned on doing that on all these other chains and kind of connecting them all together. The idea being that being on all these different chains, we could create a bridge, uh, like Leo bridge, multi-token bridge. And, you know, by bridging assets back and forth, we could create a lot of value. That, that mission is still in place. So if you pay attention to like what we've been doing with Cub lately and with Polycub with the multi-token bridge and Beehive and BHBD, uh, that mission of, of bridging assets and creating a lot of value is still there. It just looks a little bit differently than, you know, what was intended, which was to kind of create that outpost on every blockchain. So I would say, you know, rather than, rather than doing all the outposts on different chains, because I think what we've seen with, you know, ever since the Terra collapse, which kind of kicked off, you know, it kind of coincided with, with the Fed raising rates like crazy. And obviously all markets are not doing well right now. I think DeFi got hit the hardest. And if you look at Cub and Polycub and, um, you know, their token prices and their market caps, you know, they've gotten hit extremely hard. And then even when you look at broader, you know, the broader DeFi space, look at something like Rune, where, you know, it went from $20 to $1.50 today. Um, you know, the entire DeFi space, I think, took the brunt of the hit when it comes to the crypto market kind of collapse. Um, and that being said, I still believe that DeFi is one of is right now and definitely in the future going to be one of the biggest reasons to use crypto one of the biggest use cases for crypto um you know the idea of unbanking yourself with bitcoin is something you can go back to you know 2010 and see people talking about um and now you know you can go out and, and this is something i personally do is go out and use something like MakerDAO and take out a loan against your bitcoin and use that loan money to live and pay your bills every day instead of selling your bitcoin and now you've become your own personal bank where instead of, you know, traditionally going to a bank and getting a loan for a mortgage, for example, you could, if you own a lot of Bitcoin, you could go out, collateralize your Bitcoin, get a loan against it, and then use that. And, uh, you know, unbanking yourself has never been more true than it is now in crypto. And I think that's only going to get deeper and deeper. Um, obviously, this, this whole market collapse has taken the risk off assets and really destroyed their value. Um, so things like Cub, Poly, Cub, Rune have all gotten hit the hardest. But I do think those things, you know, will recover kind of when when the whole market starts to recover. I think those risk on assets are going to become even more valuable than they were before, uh, you know, as people kind of pile back into risk, risk assets. Um, but, you know, in the long run, I would say the idea behind Cub is still there to create that stack. What I think we're going to do instead of the outposts is is actually kind of tighten instead of expand. So I think, you know, and we've kind of already done it, is kind of tighten the focus back to Cub and build this bridge liquidity and start building um, deep liquidity, trading volume, arbitrage volume. And obviously now we're burning tokens. We just hit a million tokens burned on Cub. Um, and kind of building that snowball effect and then taking that snowball effect. And rather than launching, you know, new tokens and new platforms on different blockchains, 
see if we can actually just expand our bridge without creating another token. Um, and I think that's I think that's kind of where we're going to be headed uh, in the long run. Um, in the immediate future, the next thing coming to Cub, um, I think as of today, we just hit five hundred thousand in, in multi-token bridge TVL, which is which is huge. Uh, so that's BHBD and Beehive. Um, and the next thing for Cub that will I, I'm hoping I think I put out a tweet. I'm hoping it'll be done by the end of the month. Um, is the variable staking. So the contract is ready right now. We're doing the front end, which will hopefully be ready for testing, you know, probably the end of today or tomorrow. Um, and that will essentially let you stake your cub. It'll replace the cub kingdom and it'll let, let you stake your cub for a specific amount of time, uh, up to, up to, uh, 365 days. So you can stake it for like 25 weeks or, uh, like 52 weeks or, uh, you know, one week. And the longer you stake it for, the more APY you get. Uh, whereas right now the Cub Kingdom is you just stake it and it's instantly liquid if you want to withdraw. Um, so it's it's a different setup, but I think it's it's actually it's identical to what uh, Cake has done with their variable staking contract. Um, so this kind of creates a, a whole new use case for Cub in terms of in terms of staking um, and kind of getting your share in like this multi-token bridge revenue future. Um, and then obviously, you know, a lot of focus has been put into those BHBD beehive, uh, farms. So I, I would say in the immediate future, it's all about building that bridge liquidity. Um, in the long-term future, it's going to be taking that setup and trying to expand it to other chains without creating a new token. So maybe we can create, you know, avalanche cub without creating an actual avalanche cub token that's separate from cub. Uh, it, it will probably be like a wrap derivative of Cub on Avalanche, um, and uh, and that and that obviously could get interesting. Um, what I think that requires though is having a very large amount of liquidity on BSC to start, um, and especially starting to to snowball affect that uh, market cap of Cub, because um, essentially what you have to do is if we expand another chain, we have to take say five percent or ten percent of the yield on Cub and move it to Avalanche Cub instead of launching a whole new token. So if the market cap of Cub can increase to the point where we can say, okay, now it's time to like almost acquire or kind of like M&A on another blockchain, that would be kind of where we're headed um, long-term. All right, cool. Thanks, Carl. Uh, good yeah. luck and keep up the great work. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for jumping on. Appreciate it. <laughs> thanks for having me. Catch you later. See you later. Yep, see ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, I see a nomad soul is asking a question from Zestimony. Um, he's asking about the Leo miner tokens. Are they a good investment and how do they work? It's kind of funny because, uh, uh, Roland was actually just talking about Leo miners the other day. Um, Leo miners are, you know, basically from the beginning of Leo and they essentially mine. There's a, there's, there's, uh, two, actually there's three pools of Leo token distributions, the first pool is obviously proof of brain. That's where, you know, from blogging, from threads, uh, that's how you can earn uh, from upvoting and, and also receiving upvotes. Um, the second pool is from the geyser pool. That's the Raplio geyser. The third pool is uh, mining. So um, off the top of my head, I think it's 15% of the total amount of Leo that is mined goes to the mining pool. Um, and from that mining pool, the Leo miners get a share of that pool, basically. Um, so you, you have to buy miners and stake them. 
Um, the, the miners were basically all distributed at the beginning and sold out a long time ago. Uh, I think Rond is probably the biggest holder of miners. Uh, I know Neil McSpadden had a bunch of miners too. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, I, I've seen posts out there, like if you Google Leo miners calculation or something, uh, I'm sure you'll find articles on Leo finance about it, but, um, basically people have run the math in a lot of different ways to say, if you can buy a miner at X price, um, then your yield will be Y and you kind of have to have to, you know, kind of collect that data for yourself and see what the, what the yield is on it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a specific to the variables that you enter type of question where if it, if they're worth buying, it really has to do with what price you're getting for them. Um, so kind of as with everything when it comes to investing, you know, so I hope that helps. Um, the miners are pretty complex, at least in terms of coming up with that calculation of how they would be beneficial. And I would say, I, I'm gonna take this time as a good little plug um, for LeoFi. Uh, LeoFi is probably one of the un most underutilized aspects of Leo Finance. Um, it actually probably will take the cake as it because there's zero leases out there right now. There's zero available leases, but there's 30 that are, that are ongoing, which means that there's 30 that people are actually you know, leased out. Um, LeoFi is a way that it, it's a decentralized marketplace where you can lease Leo power uh, and you can, so you can either be the one that requests a lease or you can be the, the leaser. Um, and it basically just lets anybody lease Leo power to each other. And I think the APR for curating with Leo right now is somewhere between 15 and 20%. Um, so, so essentially if you get a lease for like 10% APR, then you can earn 10% APR for doing nothing by leasing that out to some of them. And then someone else can take that and pay you 10%, but then make 15% so they arbitrage and get the 5%. Um, so obviously that doesn't get a ton of usage because um, most people just set up a curation trail if they want passive you know, Leo uh, APR. Um, but I think over time, there's some ways that we can drive more usage to that. Um, but yeah, that's my kind of little plug that's somewhat related to Leo Miners. Um, if you're looking for kind of more uh, passive ways to earn on your Leo power, um, there's a lot of options. I think there's a lot of options in our community that, that are under, underutilized and under talked about. Um, so what's up, effing guru? Thanks for joining. Not sure who we've got next. Uh, oh, we got a nomad soul. Uh, effing guru. That's um, yeah. So you're you're a little late to the party because uh, someone um, we we were just talking about that um, and uh, actually nifty nifty was asking. Uh, when we're going to get the separate application for Leo Threads. So um, I'm sure there's going to be a clip that will go up soon and, and you can see the, the full answer. But in short, basically what I said was um, the key right now is getting Leo Threads to a scalable place where, um, you know, the, the vision of a standalone app would be that we could take that out to the world and say, hey, we're ready for 100,000 users to join on day one 
with little to no bugs and, you know, a high degree of scalability. So, um, you know, we've done a lot of scalability tests recently. And if you've used threads recently, you'll notice that it's super fast, uh, especially compared to when we launched it. Um, so the, the key right now is, is developing threads, developing the features of threads, uh, improving the performance, improving the user experience, um, and really getting it ready to scale. And once it's ready to scale, once we think that, you know, we could just go out and say, you know, 100,000 people can just jump right onto threads with no, no lag time, no performance issues, uh, that's kind of when, when that's going to take place. And now we've got a Nomad Soul live on air. Hey, Cal. Uh, am I good on audio? Yeah, I can hear you uh let's see i think you're muted in discord let me yeah i think there's there's something wrong with it because even though i uh gave a role for people to uh to join voice i don't think there's there, there's a way uh for users to unmute themselves even though they are oh. they have the rights to speak in the channel try try unmuting yourself now yeah there's there's no uh yeah oh. i can't that's weird all right. Well, I'll uh, if you just read your question to me, I'll just I'll just repeat it, and then uh, at least everyone in the Discord can hear it. Yeah, it's just uh, I have this um, this uh, question that it got that goes like, twenty twenty two has been uh, has been hard with all the bearish uh, markets and all that stuff, and most of the tokens are getting uh, pretty. Uh, uh, what's the word pretty hurt Wrecked. so uh yeah i was wondering what's your um what's your vision for leo finance the blogging app uh for 2023 and how do you see it developing uh around summer which is where most people who are uh, bullish for 2023 think that the market will uh take a turn like how how do you envision leo finance the, um performing by summer 2023 yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, obviously, when it comes to markets, when it comes to pricing, you can never really predict anything. Um, but if you look at, and I think Taskmaster put up a post uh, a few weeks ago talking about how, um, you know, I, and I think I mentioned on an AMA, which is then what he took and turned into a post, um, how I envision the whole Leoverse to be, you know, $100 million uh, market cap within the next five to 10 years. And, you know, there's a lot of things driving that. Um, really the whole idea behind Leo Finance, and, and this is our tagline is to, um, you know, democratize financial knowledge and access. So what that means is making people more financially literate uh, and also um, giving them opportunities in finance that, you know, previously in the world were not available. So. Things like Cub, things like Polycub, uh, having you know decentralized smart contracts that people can interact with and and basically unbank themselves is kind of this future that I believe in. This future that I buy into about crypto. I never really believed in crypto as an actual currency. Um, I know that that use case exists, uh, especially in in some parts of the world over others. Um, but um, that being said, I think the biggest use case for crypto is not as a currency, it's as uh, digital assets. And, um, 
you know, technologies. So the, the underlying technology that those digital assets represent is what I believe in. Um, so, you know, the way that I see this kind of unfolding in the, in the coming bull market is pretty similar to how it did before. So uh, I know actually you started a, a contest of Leo then versus Leo now uh, through Leo growth. Um, and I think, um, I think that's going to be a really cool lens. I haven't read any of those posts yet, but I, I meant to go uh, through and read a bunch. Um, and uh, I basically want to see, you know, how people perceive, you know, what Leo used to be and what it is now. If you go back to the beginning of Leo, it looks absolutely nothing like what it looks like now. Um, you know, we've made so much, we've made so much progress um, in terms of building things and, and, you know, building a team and uh, building technology and, um, you know, we, we've yeah. come a long way from where we started. But if you look at what happened in the last bull cycle, so if you look at 2020, actually, if you look at the transition when Steam turned into Hive, Leo became almost completely worthless. Um, that, was, that was due to a lot of different factors. There was a big looming threat overhead, though, that, um, that Leo was going to die and that all second layer projects were going to die. You know, I think yeah. even Splinterlands was struggling pretty heavily. Um, you know, there was this huge threat looming over our heads. And what happened after that was we obviously transitioned to Hive. It took people a little bit of time, a few months to get comfortable again with layer two and Leo and everything. And obviously, if you go back to what, what you, know, you know, we were posting about, what I was posting about, what at Leo Finance was posting about, you know, the technology development that we were doing never stopped. So, um, you know, we knew that there was kind of like this steam to high transition and this whole fight that was going on. I actually did an interview for uh, Decrypt uh, back when that, that whole steam hostile takeover went, uh, happened. Um, and, um, you know, th there was kind of this huge battle and, and you can find a ton of information about that battle. Um, but what happened was we bottomed out, we ba basically became worthless. The whole Leoverse was worth, you know, probably under $50,000 if you, if you examine market cap. Yeah. And um, obviously there was like no liquidity back then because there were no liquidity pools. Um, then after that, uh, we obviously, we launched the leofinance.io standalone interface, which was, which was a big thing that I had been working on for uh, at least six to eight months at that point, kind of behind the scenes, I was working on it. Because um, Leo Finance launched as Steam Leo with the condenser fork. Um, so we obviously launched, you know, bare bones with basically nothing. And then spent a lot of time, invested a lot of money in building the leofinance.io that you see today. And, um, you know, with that came later on came Lightning and Leo Infra, uh, you know, Facebook light accounts, Twitter light accounts, um, you know, Cub DeFi, Polycub, and now you've got threads and you've got communities um, and you've got leofi.io and you've got Leo Dex. I mean, there's like countless things that we've built since then. Um, but what happened throughout that bottoming out period was essentially the same thing that's happening right now, where the valuations start to get so low that people think, you know, maybe this thing's going to die, maybe this thing's not going to last. Um, that's kind of where a lot of crypto projects are at right now. The, the funny thing that happened, though, is that we bottomed out, we, but we continued to build the technology, as I think most people have seen that we've been doing, you know, Threads has never been better than it is now. Uh, and being a member of this community, I think has never been more interesting than now in terms of usability and technology. Um, so that technological development has just continued. It, it's actually accelerated lately since we've you know brought in new devs, 
um, and have been able to kind of expand. Um, and after the bottoming out, what happened was the bull market hit for crypto and, you know, Bitcoin bottomed out at like $3,500. And then we saw just a massive spike in everything. Um, and I think Leo spiked up to over a dollar. It was like a dollar 10 at one point. Um, and, you know, through that bull market, we, we hit a crazy valuation. Cub launched, I think Cub launched and the market cap was like $20 million for, for a few months. Um, and, you know, crypto, crypto was booming. Everything was booming. Things were, things were great. Everyone was rich. We were all going to buy Lambos. Um, so the, it's a funny thing. Pri price and market cap are a funny thing um, because they come and go and they ebb and flow. Um, and that being said, I, what I always look for is that continuous pace of technological development, because what you're basically doing is in the bear market, you're consolidating. And I kind of I kind of talked about this in my answer about the cub, uh, my last answer about the cub expansion to other blockchains and stuff. Right now in a bear market, what you're seeing is the consolidation. So I think what good projects are doing is they're consolidating their resources to focus on their core business, you know, generating revenue, uh, hiring new members, building better technology. That's what you do in the bear market. In the bull market is when you cash in on all the hard work you put in in the bear market. Um, so what I see happening is Leo will, and the, the whole Leoverse will not only return to the market caps that we saw, you know, in the last bull cycle, I think will far exceed it because of the technological difference from now compared to the last bull cycle. So um, I think it's it's almost like a reap and sow. So if you know if anyone's like a farmer or you know gardener, um, you know you plant seeds and you you know you water those seeds and you work hard on getting them prepared for the next season. And when that next season hits, that's when you that's when you reap. You reap your rewards. Yeah. So I, I really believe that the Leoverse works in a very similar way. And, and for that matter, all of crypto, you know, whether you look at Bitcoin, Ethereum, anything, um, Rune, obviously I, I love Rune and I, I see the same thing happening there going from $20 to $1.50 doesn't feel good. Um, but you, you reap the rewards of your technological improvements in the next bull cycle. So my opinion is that, you know, in the next bull cycle, and I don't know if that's going to be summer of 2023, I don't know if it's going to be summer of 2024. I don't know if it's going to be 2034, uh, but I know that it's coming at some point. Um, <laughs> just as yeah, uh, yeah. just as uh, the Starks will tell you that winter is coming, uh, summer is also coming at some point. So um, it's uh, you know at, at some point that that summer is going to hit, and we're going to reap all the rewards of all this technological improvement. And I I truly believe that in the next cycle we could see the Leoverse market cap. So that's the combined market cap of Leo, Cub and Polycub being over $100 million. And I know I've said that my, that's my vision over 10 years, but I, I do think that we could see it in the next cycle. Yeah, it's all about long-term, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, which kind of leads into uh, Effing Guru's question. Uh, you've been building crazy stuff for the community for years. What are you getting out of it? I want to know your motivation to work all day, every day on Leo Finance. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's exactly what I'm talking about is like this this long term vision that I've had some, since the beginning that we could build something that's, you know, a hundred million dollar market cap, a billion dollar market cap and beyond. 
And I think that comes with more monthly active users and it comes with, you know, in terms of the cub and the, and the poly cub and DeFi stuff that we're building, it comes with millions of dollars in liquidity, uh, trading fees, uh, you know, burning a ton of cub. And then, you know, so more monthly active users, more liquidity, more volume, um, all of these things kind of add up to that next cycle. We could hit, you know, a hundred million dollar uh, market cap and eventually a billion you know, my stake in that future is obviously is obviously significant. So for me, it's always been investing now in the technology, in the business, in, you know, building out a team and getting us to that, getting us to the point where we're ready to kind of reap those rewards um, to tie it back into my last answer. Um, that that's really what that's really what motivates me is building something that is um scaled and cool to use and a fun place um, to talk about finance. Uh, you know, I've, I've been interested in finance since I was like literally like a little kid. I was like probably six or seven years old. And I would, I would tell everybody that I wanted to own a hedge fund when I was older. Um, so that was, you know, some kids dream about being an astronaut. I dreamed about owning a hedge fund. Um, it was always my passion, you know, to talk about finance and learn about it and read books about it. Um, so what I what I set out to do when Leo started was simply create a place where I could talk about finance and enjoy talking about it and have a community that I could talk to about the things that I love talking about. Um, so my motivation is that we create a place like that. And, um, you know, when I meet people in real life and they ask me what I do, I always talk about Leo and um, and the stuff we've done with it. And um, that to me is the exciting part it's like it's like hey look at they're like what do you do and i'm like hey you can look at this app called leofinance.io and i'm like very proud to show it off and show where the technology has come and and you know that that that's what motivates me is, is just doing something cool because um you know as i'm sure neil and and mitch would tell you on if they were on here the uh the money is clearly not a motivation it's it's about it's about building something that's cool that uh, that gives me like a good story and, and a, a good place to talk about the things that I love talking about. Um, you know, making money from this stuff is not really, uh, not really the driving force for doing it. Although money is fun. Everybody loves money. I think, uh, we either lost a nomad soul or jumped off on purpose. I'm not sure. But thank you for the questions. Um, let's see, Effing Guru said, when Leo Fest, maybe soon, maybe soon. I mean, it definitely is going to happen at some point. I don't know if it'll be this year or next year, uh, but I do think that we should do something cool. Uh, I have talked about it before. I would love to do, um, something that is obviously Leo themed as well, but something that's more broad based about crypto and finance, uh, and then obviously just make it hosted by Leo finance. Um, in my opinion, that's kind of a cool, that's kind of a cool thing to do where we could attract a much broader audience. You know, we could hire some really, really big speakers in, you know, the crypto finance space and maybe bring in people like Michael Saylor, um, you know, just some, some like big figureheads and, and make it a conference that's more about crypto and finance than being just about Leo, but obviously it would still be called Leo Fest. Um, oh, no, Matt, so I thought he had to leave after his question. Yeah, I mean, you're all, you're always more than welcome. You're always more than welcome to be on on the show. Um, let's see what else we got. 
question from Katerina. Do you wish to promote Leo threads mostly to Hive users or other users take them from traditional channels? Would you think of creating influencer treats for joining and promoting Leo threads? Yeah, so this is actually something good to talk about and, and uh, you know, something that that I've actually been working with a nomad soul over is finding influencers that we can kind of sponsor and kind of bring into our fold um, and basically sponsor their channels. Like, let's say there's like a Twitch streamer out there and we could sponsor them um, and kind of coincide that with, you know, maybe bringing them into the Leo fold and having them start using threads and bringing their community into threads and, and doing some cool stuff there. So the way I envision that is we're going to find, uh, you know, a few smaller influencers, maybe even some influencers on Hive. I think that's kind of where we're starting and then get some smaller influencers on Twitter that have a following, but maybe not a huge following um, and sponsor them and bring them into our fold and kind of kind of kick off that snowball effect of, say, go from 650 to 750 to 850 monthly active users. And the funny thing about network effects is that once you get a few monthly active users, you get a few more, get a few more, and those monthly active users beget more monthly active users. So, um, yeah, I think influencer marketing is, you know, if you pay attention to any social media, influencer marketing has become massive. Um, there are 16-year-olds making hundreds of millions of dollars from TikTok, and, you know, that's all influencer marketing, and, uh, you know, that's not going anywhere, so... Um, I definitely see us, you know, kind of stepping into that, stepping into that a little bit more and kind of tying that into the first question about, you know, when Leo threads, um, you know, kind of scales up and is ready for hundreds of thousands of users, you know, we need to keep scaling our technology and keep getting it ready for these people because you need web three. And I, I just posted a blog post about this actually from a, from a clip from last week's AMA, you need the technology on web three to be as usable and as user-friendly as web two was. Nobody wants to move from something that is easy to use to something that is hard to use. And the only reason that all of us are here and using all this technology is because we see the future of the technology. You know, it's kind of like we're stepping into an unbuilt house and we can envision what that house is going to look like one day. But people who don't have as big of imaginations as us step into that unfinished house and they see a, a POS. So what we need to do is get this technology to be that finished house and we need them to walk into that house and see that it's built and that it's cool and they can sit on the couch and enjoy using it. Um, so, um, you know, the focus right now is really getting technology to that place um, and it could take years, it could take months. You know, I, I think right now Threads is at this point where it's ready for a couple thousand more users uh, without any issues. Uh, you know, we haven't really seen any downtime. Uh, performance has been really amazing lately. Um, actually, our dev team is basically switching focus from performance now because, as you can see, the performance is really, really great. I would say it's pretty much on par with Twitter most of the time. Um, our, our team is basically switching focus from performance to adding new features and making it more uh, user-friendly and uh, basically adding more value to, to using it. So one of the big next features has been something that a lot of you are asking for, which is nested replies. So when you open a thread, you'll be able to see, you know, replies to replies and it'll be nested in there, uh, which will obviously make, you know, replying to other people a lot easier. I think it'll increase engagement. Um, the latest profile update that we did where you can now see threads in your profile, I think added a lot of value to engaging on threads. So basically just adding things like that is really going to get us to that point where I think we're ready for influencers and big communities to start joining threads and using it. Um, 
But right now, I mean, if you're a user of Hive, you should definitely be a user of Threads, you know, and I'm not just saying that because I'm trying to plug it, but, um, you know, it's, if, if you are able to look past kind of that unfinished house product that is the whole broad Hive ecosystem, because let's face it, everything on Hive is kind of an unfinished product. It's all being actively built. It's not, they're not fully finished. They're not fully polished. They're not that easy to use. So if you're able to look past that, then you're obviously a great marketing candidate for us to bring you to Threads because Threads is not an, un, it's not a finished house. It's not a finished product. It is definitely a work in progress. What else we got? Um, all right, from Marco. Uh, will the next hard fork and one block confirmations, HAF, uh, make the interface faster? Also was hoping to meet you live on Hivefest and thanks a lot for the ticket. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you won. I'm glad we were able to help you uh, get to Hivefest. Uh, I saw your post about it and some pictures and it looked, it looked awesome. So um, yeah, I, I wanted to be at Hivefest myself. Um, it was, I think the flight from here is about 12 hours. So um, I actually had a flight booked and I, I meant to be there, but then I had to cancel last minute um, for some personal stuff. But um, I'm definitely going to make sure I'm there next year. Uh, I don't know where it's going to be next year, but, um, I'm going to just basically block out the whole month and make sure that I'm there. Um, I don't, I don't want to miss it again. Cause, uh, I think the last high fest, I was at the last high fest before this one, which was virtual. Um, you can see my, or actually it was that 2020. I don't know. You can see a speech that I gave at one of the virtual high fests, uh, during COVID obviously. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm very excited to, to do a hive fest in person. I've never been to one, uh, even though I've been on hive for basically since the beginning. Um, so, uh, yeah, I hope to, uh, I hope to meet everybody one day at the next hive fest. Um, will the next hive? Yeah, I, I'm not sure we, we need to do some testing. We haven't really done, there is a test net to do, um, you know, testing for the next Hive hard fork. And we really haven't done much on that front um, just because we're so busy building out features. Um, it may potentially make the UI faster, uh, but keep in mind that our UI kind of uses this double buffering system where um, it's, it's basically pulling, we basically have a server that interacts with Hive. So there's, you know, there's a backend database uh, Leo Infra that, that is constantly interacting with Hive. And then there's another database that is providing. So basically when you load the UI, you're loading it from one database. That database that you're loading from is loading from the database that's speaking to Hive. So it kind of creates this trickle down system. And this is what has led to the performance improvements of threads, um, which is basically pulling the interactions from directly being to the blockchain to kind of buffering through the system so that it doesn't get bottlenecked. Um, so it could potentially make the UI faster. I don't know that it will. I don't know that it's gonna make really any UI faster on Hive. Um, Hive is already super fast with three second block times. So um, it's very fast, but it's not as fast as Web2 because Web2 is all centralized. So uh, we've basically created like this, the UI is almost centralized in terms of what it feeds to you, but the data that, it, that it's feeding to you is ultimately coming from the blockchain. Um, so kind of an interesting, interesting setup that we've got on our back end. Um, and when I talk about how threads took us 18 months to build, 
uh, a lot of this technology that I'm talking about has been built over the last 18 months, um, you know, kind of on the back end with, with this long-term goal in mind. I see uh, Solmi was at HiveFest and you met Marco. That's awesome. Yeah, I've always thought it would be super cool to meet a bunch of Hive people because, you know, being having been on Hive for so many years, I, I'm going to meet plenty of people that I've talked to for years and years on end and have never met in person. So it would it would be really cool. Next year, you will you will see me there next year. Um, idiosyncratic asked, when will the Leo play to earn game arrive to the Leoverse? Yeah, so you know we've we've kind of teased this idea of a play to earn game for for Leo, uh, for the Leo token and and obviously the Leo verse. Um, there's some cool stuff. There's some cool stuff on the way, um, and uh, some cool gamification features to to Leo Finance and and using the UI and and we want to integrate some cool NFT wallet stuff, um, and then obviously you know there could could potentially be a, a play to earn game, kind of like a mini game. Um, you know, I don't know if, uh, I don't, I don't know if you guys were users of this stuff, but things like MySpace and like club penguin and stuff that was kind of like pre Facebook where like people started using all this stuff and it kind of, that's kind of how using the internet kind of started to take off. So, um, I, and it was super fun. I mean, I used to love that stuff. Um, so I, I think adding cool gamification features is just a part of web three. So we're definitely, definitely going to be doing stuff like that. Uh, I think I'm caught up. I'm caught up on Discord. I haven't even checked threads yet, though. We've got a lot of, we've got a lot of good questions today. Let's see what we got. I see more tea. I see more tea. Uh, quoted me on threads and said, summer is coming I like that. Uh, RM Sidkari is said, Cal is rubbing the wound rune from $20 to 125. That's painful. I should have predicted the top. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is I bought, I mean, my average buy-in price on rune is like 40 cents. Cause if you go back through my blog posts, you can see, I was, uh, talking about rune when it was, I mean, they didn't even have, uh, that we were on, what were we on? We were on chaos net and there was like, you really only could trade like Bitcoin uh, back when I was talking about Rune. Um, I learned about Rune from uh, Shanghai Preneur um, and then JK6276 uh, and Neil McSpadden started jumping on the Rune train. And then I looked into it and I was like, wow, this looks like it could be amazing. So I started buying a bunch at like 20, 30, 40 cents. Um, and then I, I kept buying all the way up and then we started going up to like a dollar, $2. I think when we hit like three, two or three dollars, I actually sold some because I just wanted to take some profits off the table. Then we ended up going to like ten dollars, and I was like, "This is crazy." So I sold some more, and then we ended up going to twenty dollars, and I so definitely sold more. Um, and then the mistake that I made was when we dropped from twenty to ten, I thought, "Hey, you know, Rune's not going to go below ten dollars." So then I started buying again, uh, using you know obviously what I had sold previously. So. I started buying at 10 and I kind of, you know, then we went to eight, seven, six, and I kept buying, kept buying. Uh, so it's obviously painful to see it at 150, but that being said, I've, I've still been buying. So my, my average price buy-in is very good, which is if you watch, you know, obviously we got a TikTok account for Leo Finance. Um, you know, quick plug, if you are on TikTok, you should go follow 
Leo Finance on there. Actually, it's I think it's Cal underscore Leo. Um, so go uh, go check it out. But if you look at that, I talk about kind of general finance and investing tips and stuff because that's what people want on TikTok. And uh, basically, most of what I say is surrounding this idea of dollar cost averaging because um, no one can time the market. You know, at $10, I thought Rune was a steal and now it's trading at $1.50. Um, so it obviously was the right play to only buy a little bit um, and then slowly buy, you know, as it went from 10 to nine to eight to seven to six to five to four to three to two to one and keep buying, keep buying, keep buying. And then you get an average price and you could be still buying right now if you were dollar cost averaging and getting a great price. Uh, and then obviously when the market recovers and it goes back to 10, $20, you're going to 10 X or 20 X your money. So that's the key dollar cost averaging. Yeah, Nifty said he's loving the Leo Finance AMA with live questions. Such a good vibe. Um, say hashtag GM friends with your AMA questions to earn some GM tokens. Yeah, if you're not using hashtag GM friends on your threads, what are you doing? Um, also, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the live questions. It's a good vibe. Feels very, feels very chill. Uh, we should definitely do this more often. Um, it actually worked out a lot better. I was I had some doubts. Uh, I DM'd a Nomad Soul this morning, and I had a little bit of doubts about the live questions. I just didn't know if it would be kind of a kind of a shit show to try to get everyone in here, uh, but it it actually turned out very well. So, shout out to shout out to a Nomad Soul for putting this together and making sure that it went smoothly and getting everyone's questions and people lined up. Um, it's definitely definitely gone gone really smoothly. So very happy. Um, Nomad Soul said, new community page, Leo Alpha is up. What's the purpose of that one? That is for sharing alpha. So um, there, um, there is a at Leo Alpha account, also an at Leo Alpha Twitter account that's run by JK676. Um, but, you know, having this kind of Leo Alpha community and obviously I, I think I just tried to load it. And I think we, we got some work to do to make the community pages look better. I know Eric, I know Matt Solo has been bothering me to, to get some development updates to it. Um, obviously, a lot of focus is on threads right now, but we will put some, we will push some updates in the Sooniverse. Um, but, but yeah, the Leo Alpha community is intended for all of us to share Alpha with each other. So, you know, when I discovered Rune at 40 cents because of Shanghaipreneur and Neil McSpadden and JK, um, you know, I started writing posts and I started sharing it. And then I think a lot of you guys in the community started learning about Rune and we all kind of bought in under a dollar. Obviously Rune started doing really well. And then a lot of us were talking about how we made a ton of money, a ton of profits. Uh, and that's kind of the idea of Leo Alpha is to find those cool gems out there in the crypto space that we can all kind of get together on and, uh, and learn about and, you know, maybe even invest in if you decide that it's a worthwhile investment. Um, you know, that's what Leo Finance is about. Like I said, it's democratizing financial knowledge and access. So, um, you know, that knowledge part comes from us sharing great ideas, uh, potential investment ideas. And I think that's just a great way to, to kind of share ideas and learn. It's kind of like being in one of those trading chat rooms, but it's more cool because it's Web3. Uh, and with threads now, I think we can do some cool stuff. So, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, obviously you can use the Leo Alpha community page, but also... 
maybe start, um, you know, if you find a cool crypto, if you find a cool project that you're starting to buy into and you've got good ideas about and you're researching, maybe post up some threads and, and tag it. So tag it with Leo Alpha. Uh, so hashtag L-E-O-A-L-P-H-A. And then we can all kind of collect on that hashtag and start sharing ideas. Cause I think that's a, I think it's a great way to, to share ideas and, and, you know, keep up with what's happening in crypto. It's a space, the space is moving so fast. I like, I can barely keep up with what's going on on hive these days um, just because I'm so focused on the Leo stuff. Um, so keeping up with what's going on in crypto has been an enormous task. It's been very difficult. So I'm lucky that we have Leo finance because that's where I get the majority of my information is from threads and, and posts. Um, uh, yeah. Tokenized society said, thanks for having us. Thanks for jumping on. I appreciate all of you guys and your questions. Um, I think it's really cool to, to see you guys face to face and, and get some questions in. Um, you know, it's uh, pretty crazy how much of a connection we all have online without really seeing and talking to each other other than over text. Uh, so. So, no, okay, cool. Leo fam, yep, absolutely. You're a web three family. Let's see, I think Hive Engine might be having issues. This is a good time to talk about a little bit of an update. Uh, so you might notice that if you load threads, if things aren't really loading correctly, you'll notice like a little red text at the bottom right of each thread that isn't loading correctly saying Hive Engine is down. Um, basically what that's doing is even if Scottbot and Hive Engine aren't working, if the APIs are down or something, um, threads can still work because it's pulling from the chain. So um, the only thing that won't work is upvoting those threads uh, because obviously if Hive Engine isn't working, then, then you can't vote them uh, through Scottbot. So uh, whereas before this update, and I think we pushed this last week, before this update, if you if you if Hive Engine was down, you wouldn't even see threads, so they wouldn't even load. And that's how actually, if you go to, let's see how it's looking. If you go to the yeah, so if you go to the created page, you can see that that posts aren't even loading right now. The reason why is uh, like new posts aren't loading. The reason why is because Hive Engine and Scottbot are down. So our UI is basically trying to read posts from Hive Engine, but it's kicking back errors. So until Hive Engine comes back online, you won't be able to see created posts. With threads, we already, and we're gonna push this update to posts as well, but threads is the first one to get it. Um, we're able to still pull the threads, but then you know some of the features aren't fully there. Uh, and this is much more in line with how real world, big applications, big social media works, where you know everything isn't dependent on each other. So like, you know, if Hive Engine is down, you can still read and even reply to threads but the feature of upvoting those threads is not working. So it, it makes things more independent so that things don't just go offline all the time. Um, so this is kind of a, a first step in the direction of making things a little bit more resilient by uh, sectioning things off. Let's see if we can get any other. Any other questions? I think we're caught up. 
Yeah, looks like we're all caught up. I see Bitcoin Flood posted the latest daily Leo. So in case you missed it, the daily Leo is now headed up by a nomad soul and it's basically now decentralized. So different members of the community, uh, they're called Leo ambassadors, are in charge of creating different daily Leo uh, posts every single day. So now there's a daily Leo new newsletter that goes out every single day uh, and it's by you know different users um, and, and ambassadors. So. Uh, it's a cool way for us to get more newsletters out. It was originally it was originally done by me, and then for obvious reasons, I uh, was very inconsistent with posting it. Um, so then I handed the the keys to the kingdom over to Taskmaster, and he was very good about posting. I think he did every Monday and Friday, um, and then um, and then more recently, a Nomad Soul took over and then uh, built out the whole Leo Ambassador program, and now you've got great authors creating daily Leo content every single day. So it's, uh, it's really cool. Yeah, Katarina, it's, it's all a nomad soul. So he gets all the credit for that. Um, he did a really good job with it. So I've been reading those. It helps me keep up with crypto. And he just, a nomad soul said, and I didn't even know this, so goes to show you how decentralized we're getting with things that I don't even know what's going on. Uh, a nomad soul said, as of the latest Leo growth post, line and above roles on Discord can apply to make their own daily Leo edition. So lion and above is 15,000 Leo power or more. Um, so if you have 15,000 Leo power or more, you can now apply to make your own version of the Daily Leo uh, and you can apply. So it's not just ambassadors anymore. Now it's anyone who's got more than 15,000 Leo power. Love that. And a nomad soul, speaking of if, let's just, let's just all praise him for a few minutes. He is in charge of LPUD and LPUD has been doing Leo power update every 15th of the month has been doing incredible. Um, so shout out to him for that too. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've been on here for been on here for a little over an hour. Um, before we jump off, I'll just jump into I'll just talk about a few little news pieces that I've seen lately. So uh, someone just posted in general chat. Uh, the Celsius CEO uh, just submitted a letter of resignation. Uh, Alex Mashinsky. Um, so kind of kind of crazy, but um, you know, obviously Celsius has had a lot of issues which goes to something that I was talking about earlier, that DeFi has gotten hit the hardest out of everything in crypto. So um, that being said, I think it'll recover the, I think it'll recover the most in the next bull cycle. I think you'll see the biggest percent increase come from the DeFi space, come from things like Cub, uh, Polycub uh, and, and Leo, because Leo is pretty tied to DeFi as well. Um, and then things like Rune, um, I think will recover the most in the next cycle. Uh, since they've gotten hit the hardest, but still have a lot of value and are still building great technology. Um, and in case you missed it, Bitcoin spiked up yesterday to 20,000, I guess kind of this morning, to 20,000. Uh, we just dropped back down to 19K. So, um, so yeah. 
yeah, as you can see, Hive Engine is down, but we're still seeing new threads get posted. So that update is working very well. Effing Guru said, hey, Cal, why do you think Hive is not as famous as it deserves to be? I think, like I was saying, I think, uh, I think Hive in general and things like Leo Finance and even, you know, Splinterlands, but Splinterlands obviously being, you know, much further along than other things on Hive uh, are, are unfinished houses. So if you are, you, if you're a user of these things, it's because you are capable of seeing the vision of what it can become, not necessarily seeing what it is today. So as great as Hive is today, it still is not a, it's still not a finished product. It's not a finished, polished, easy to use house. So the problem with that is that a lot of people look at it and see all the blemishes, they see all the issues, and sometimes it's hard to create an account. Sometimes it's hard to make a post. Sometimes all you can see when you first join is blogging and you don't realize that there's other things out there like threads and splinterlands um, and three speak. And, um, you know, that that being said, it's you know, it can be difficult to get people to buy into that unfinished house um, when it's so difficult to get over that initial learning curve. Um, so I, that, that also being said, I still believe that Hive is undervalued. I think the market cap is lower than what it should be. I think that the number of users that use Hive every month are a lot lower than they should be. Um, I see a lot of crypto projects out there that are more utilized than Hive that don't necessarily deserve that utilization if you compare their technology and their usability to Hive. Um, yeah, and then Marco said, but a lot of projects are unfinished, but they throw a shit ton of mark money on marketing, but a lot of them just die out when the bear market hits. Yeah, see, that's the other thing about Hive is that it's essentially been built with no marketing. There is very little to no marketing that ever happens for Hive. I know there's been marketing uh, proposals and people have done marketing uh, in, in certain small ways, but there's never really been like a coordinated effort to market Hive. And that is both, that is a double-edged sword. The, the cool thing about that is that we are a very decentralized project. We're akin to Bitcoin in some ways where Bitcoin didn't really have any organized marketing in the beginning, but it still took off because of network effects. I think Hive has a similar opportunity to take off um, and gain traction and kind of be that network effect decentralized uh, project that can kind of gain traction over time. I still believe in that. Um, but that being said, without like a centralized leader, without a central point of marketing, a central organization taking over that aspect, that's a big reason why there aren't more people on Hive right now. Um, I buy into a vision of Hive. This is my vision of Hive. And I think a lot of other uh, people agree with this as well. Um, Hive being a great base layer, layer one technology, is the future of Hive because then people like me, people like Splinterlands, you've got Agro, Diablo P. Matt, people like they call me Dan and Starkers with 3Speak, we are able to take that layer one technology and then build our own applications, build our own businesses on top of it. And we have the ultimate incentive to then bring users, bring people into the blockchain, into using our app, which ultimately uses the chain on the back end. And that's what's going to grow Hive in the long run. We don't need marketing. We don't need to tell people about Hive. Uh, unless you're marketing to other projects. I think 
I believe that Hive marketing should be focused on projects, not users. And I think the applications built on Hive, like Leo Finance, Three Speak, Splinterlands, should be focused on marketing to users. So you've got Hive the blockchain focused on getting more applications, more business owners into the blockchain and developing on it. And then you've got the apps themselves that are focused on getting users. Um, and that's how the internet grew. You know, we, we didn't market the internet. We marketed Facebook and Instagram and Twitter um, and MySpace. Those things were what was marketed, not the internet itself. Because nobody really cared to just be on the internet other than nerds, right? And yeah, we are everyone here right now. We're all we're all a bunch of big nerds, but that's uh, that's our strength. That's our superpower. We're early to these things, so we benefit the most. Um, but that being said, nobody just wanted to use the internet for the sake of using the internet. They wanted to use the internet for something specific that made their life better. And that's how these things are going to grow. Yeah, I know Matt Sol said the Streisand effect. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think Hive is undervalued. I've been buying Hive. Uh, obviously, we just saw Hive kind of break this kind of support at 50 cents and now we're at 48 cents. Um, so personally, I've been slowly accumulating Hive again. Um, if you actually go back to, I don't remember if we were doing AMAs or if we were doing the Leo roundtables. I think they were the roundtables back then, uh, like two years ago. I was uh, buying a ton of Hive at 10 cents. Um, it was, I, I mean, it was crazy. I was basically selling the majority of my crypto, like Bitcoin and stuff and all, and just dumping it all onto Hive. Um, 10 cents was such an easy buy for me. Um, and then obviously when Hive went up to like $1, $2, $3, um, I started, I started kind of offloading a lot of that Hive that I bought at 10 cents and taking some profits and storing those profits away in stable coins. And a lot of those profits are now being used to buy Hive again. Um, yeah, 10 cent days were crazy. Yeah, very crazy. That Those were the days when Leo was basically worthless and everyone thought pretty much every blockchain, every project on the blockchain on Hive was going to die off. Um, because of the whole hostile takeover and bear market and crypto. So being able to buy when there's that much blood in the streets, that's what uh, can lead to generating a lot of wealth. And it definitely worked out well for me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm buying Hive here, but I am buying it cautiously knowing that we could drop a lot further. That's not to say that Hive is not as valuable as what the current market cap is. I just think that's the general market sentiment right now is that we could still see uh, some more pain. So being that we can see more pain, I'm slowly dollar cost averaging back at the hive. Uh, also dollar cost averaging into Rune uh, and Leo. And lately I've actually been buying some Cub um, because I'm excited about what the Cub, what the Cub DAO is doing with the multi-token bridge. Um, but don't, don't follow my lead. Don't buy too much Cub. Because I like that the DAO, I like the DAO that the DAO is able to buy so much cub uh, at these low prices. So I think we need to clean up, clean up the proverbial cub balance sheet a little bit by buying back and burning a lot with the current multi uh, multi token bridge revenue. Uh, so yeah, that's basically where we're at. But yeah, I'm buying a lot of Hive and pushing it into the multi token bridge because uh, if we can get that escape velocity liquidity, you're going to see some really cool stuff happen happen on cub. Um, and in the Leoverse, 
uh, we really just need to achieve that escape velocity. So that's really where a lot of my focus is in terms of DeFi and investing in general, um, trying to just build that liquidity and, and get the, the trading volume, wrapping volume, arbitrage volume to increase. Uh, we just hit 500,000. I just said that at the beginning, but we hit $500,000 in multi-token bridge TVL. So that's Beehive and BHBD uh, total value locked. Um, next stop is a million. So, uh, you know, if we can all kind of kind of get together and get this multi-token bridge to a million dollars in TVL, I think we're going to see some really cool stuff happen. Um, it's uh, I, this month we've burned, we've already burned over 300,000 cubs. So that next cub, the next cub burn report is in like four days, four or five days uh, on the 1st of October. Uh, and you'll see how much cub we've burned. I mean, it's, I think it's going to be over 320,000 cub this month, um, which is pretty, pretty wild. Um, that's pretty amazing. Uh, prior to August, which is when the multi-token bridge launched, we had burned 500,000 cub since the beginning of the platform. And then um, in August, we burned 200,000. And this month, we burned over 300,000, which means that in the last two months, we burned more cub than the first 18 months of the platform being live. So that's pretty incredible stuff. And I think we're just going to keep seeing that grow. Uh, if you've been watching the daily burn amount, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. I think right now we're at about 15 to 25,000, kind of depends on the day, but 15 to 25,000 cub getting burned on a daily basis. So pretty amazing. And with that, I think we are caught up on questions. Um, and it looks like Hive Engine is back online. So if you haven't uploaded any threads, go in there and share some love. Um, shout out to a nomad soul for organizing today's AMA, getting everyone together to ask questions and, uh, shout out to nifty Phil for jumping in, being the first to ask a live question. Um, and then, um, it was, uh, it was also awesome to see everyone's questions on threads and, um, you know, discord as well. Um, yeah, I, I did like this setup. And then shout out to, you know, a nomad's last question as well. And then uh, uh, Trading Society. Um, so thanks. Thanks, everybody. Uh, our tokenized society, not Trading Society. Tokenized Trading Society. Um, yeah, got you. I got your name wrong. I read, I read it like in the corner of my eye while reading something about trading. And I was like, Trading Society. Love that. Yeah, I wish we, uh, I wish we had uh, the cut, the cat to plug some, uh, some stuff, but we don't. But thanks for jumping on. I think I, he may be back next week, but if he's not, we'll do another live uh, question one, or maybe we'll just do a live question one, even if he's on here, and we'll just have like a little section each week where if a couple of you want to jump in, we can do that again. Um, it looks like everyone liked it. So, yeah. So thanks everybody. We will see you next week. Today was the 27th of September. Um, next week will be the 4th of October. So whole new month, whole new month next week. Uh, and we are obviously getting very close to the end of the year, which marks some in, in important milestones for us. So uh, I'm excited to share with you guys what, what we got in store next, so.
I will try to prepare very difficult questions. All right, we'll see about that next week. Peace out, everybody. Thanks for coming.